0: Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website Girlfriendit.com and the movement Girlfriendit, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Dernigan on TogiNet.com.
1: So, the question for this morning is Do you like surprises? Well, I would say yes, assuming that they are like the nice kind of surprises, not the ones that knock you for a loop. But yes, I actually do. <laughs> well, you just had a surprise
2: birthday party last month. So tell us what did you love about it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, since I do, I do like surprises for the most part. Um, and I, what I liked about it was it was unexpected, you know, I, um, and it was, and it was it, the fact that somebody took the time. The time to Please. plan for it and I, that people showed up. I said that's why it's called a surprise. You said it was unexpected. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> so, but I like that part. You know, cuz it's like you're you're not and you know what's funny? I got to tell you really quick. It was so funny because I thought that I was um that um, somebody, a friend and my daughter were coming over for dinner. They're like, hey, can we come over and bring dinner tonight? And I'm like, sure. It was kind of random. And then um, a little bit before, my daughter shows up, and she just hang out with me, and she's um, just kind of doing some stuff. And later I found out she came over early to make sure that I was presentable, which, you know, such a daughter thing to do and to make sure that the house was picked up because she knew people would be coming over. So I did love that that she took care of me in that way. So that was that made the surprise. Then you're ready for the surprise because you're not going, oh, I'm not dressed or, oh, my house looks a mess. So that actually was nice. Okay, but before we get too far into our surprise show. You are listening to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: Well, we are really excited about our guest today. Um, She has an amazing story that has gone viral on YouTube. Uh, Ryan and Amanda Leaks got engaged and married on the same day. And if you have not seen this surprise video on YouTube, you have got to watch it. It is the sweetest. um, It just, it, today is actually my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. And um, I I made my husband watch it with me. So, (laughs) because it's so romantic. And um, so, Amanda, before I give even more introductions, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. Well, I have to tell you, um, okay, first of all, you and your hubby are absolutely darling. I just want to sit there and like have coffee with you guys and get into every detail about what took place here. I know, um, you have had this, this YouTube has gone viral. You've been on, uh, been in People Magazine and, um, on the Good Morning Show. So tell us a little bit about what took place, because Lisa and I, we have been talking about would you really want your wedding for it to be a Mm -hmm. surprise, because half of it is planning it, and Lisa was mocking me, because um, when I got married, my mom didn't like my wedding invitations, so she ordered her own set of wedding invitations and sent them to (laughs) all her friends. That's awesome. So you, you had an opportunity to miss all of that excitement and craziness that most people have to
3: deal with. So tell us the story. Yeah. So um, my husband and I had been dating for about five years. I was finishing up my degree, and, you know, we had been talking about marriage. We had done um, some premarital counseling, some premarital classes. So marriage was definitely in the conversations we knew that we wanted to. Uh, to get married. I just asked him to wait until after I graduated to start the process of planning because I just know myself. I'm kind of type A. I was working full-time, going to school full-time, and I just pictured myself on my wedding day freaking out. Why did the floor <laughs> send the wrong flowers? I'm on a caffeine high and all of that, and so I just asked him if he would wait um, until after I graduated, but I definitely was, that clock was ticking as soon as I graduated to see when he would propose. So about two years before that, I was sitting down talking to a friend of mine, and she's a wedding planner, and she was telling me about the whole process and everything that goes into a wedding, and she said, you know, we watch these movies, and they have these... um, Jennifer Lopez playing wedding planner and it seems all glamorous, but it's not. And nowadays, everybody wants a theme wedding and everything has to be perfect and all of this stuff. And when she was telling me that, I just thought, man, it would be so cool to have an engagement and a wedding on the same day and just two celebrations, totally spontaneous. (laughs) I just wanted a stress-free wedding and little did I know, but my Husband, boyfriend at the time, was listening in the other room and overheard me saying this. And so for two years, he just started doing some recon work and plotting and picking up clues here and there. And then eventually he got my whole family involved in it and all my friends. And so they were kind of spying a little bit. Um, and so two years after that point, we uh, went to Miami under the assumption that I was helping some friends move. Um, and when we got there, he proposed and, um, about two minutes later, he walked me over to a hall and in front of the hall, introduced me to Ozzy, our, um, our wedding planner that worked there. And he said, this is Ozzy. I've been talking to Ozzy for two years now. And, um, we have another surprise for you. What's the one thing that you would need to get, uh, to get married. And I said, I was kind of confused. And I said, well, I would need my family. And so Ozzy and Ryan opened up two doors to a hall and a hundred of our family and friends were standing there with a big sign and they all yelled today with a big question mark at the end of the sign. And from then on, it just, uh, life just became really, really cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is a wild story. And we both (laughs) got a chance to watch your YouTube and which is amazing. I mean, just amazing. And the emotions of you too, just responding. I just can't even imagine the emotions of, I mean, you, you had that feeling of getting engaged, but then Mm -hmm. it was, you know, that was just the beginning. And then I, you know, when they opened the door, your face, uh, seeing all that, and then, um, and then, Ryan actually used the help of Pinterest, we understand, mm-hmm. to help plan the wedding. Did he was he like on your boards and stuff? And then you you guys were on I was it Queen Latifah when she presented you with Pinterest, you know, kind of yeah. helped or sponsored. I mean, you this was quite the amazing thing he pulled <laughs> off, which I mean every girl was like going, Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can pull
1: this off, but so it's like, it was, he really put some time and effort into this. And like you said, it was a two-year
3: process. hmm Yeah. So he, um, he was, he was an 11 wedding himself. <laughs> so wow. he was very aware of, uh, kind of the day of and all that goes into it, but he definitely learned a lot. And he, afterwards he said that his hat went off to anybody who's ever planned a wedding before, um, but he would just kind of ask questions here and there along the two-year period. If we were, you know, out on a date, he would just ask, you know, so, you know, we, when we get married, who would you want to sing or who do you want to be there? And so we would just kind of talk about it, normal conversation. And little did I know, but he was taking notes in his phone the whole time. And one day um, we had a friend who, uh, who actually does flowers and cakes for weddings. And so we were kind of talking and uh, she kind of casually brought up a cake and I said, Oh, well, it's on my Pinterest board. And that was the first time Ryan had ever heard of Pinterest before. So um, he kind of said, Oh, what's Pinterest. And I said, Oh, I've just been pinning some things that I I would really want for, um, for our wedding. And so um, him with some help of some of my girlfriends went and found my Pinterest page and, started filling in the, the blank spaces that he had in his plan um, with the cake and everything. So when I walked into our wedding and to our reception, it was really cool because I would see little things that had pinned on my Pinterest board that were kind of been in, in play at that point. So, yeah. And then we went on the Queen Latifah show, um, which was great because then I got to surprise Brian. Um, and with the help of Queen Latifah, we got, um, him and myself access to Kobe Bryant, which is his favorite NBA basketball player. He's a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And so we got to go out to L.A. and hang out with Kobe a little bit and um, and do all that. So it was really sweet to get to return the surprise.
1: Okay, that that is am- both of those are amazing surprises. I mean, and we we you know we were talking about surprises because there's some people that love surprises and some people are like, okay, you totally caught me off guard. I didn't get a chance to plan. But those are two amazing right. surprises. And yeah. um, and um, just to be able to pull them off because a lot of times you can have this idea of surprising, but then somebody leaks it or somehow you know you say something. But to be to really pull one off is amazing in itself. Um, how did you pull off even the Kobe Bryant one? That was that's pretty amazing.
3: Yeah, so mine was probably a little bit easier um, to to do than than Ryan's was, just because he had to actually invite people to the wedding. Um, so with the with his surprise, um, he said that he would wake up every morning and just think, "Oh my gosh, is today the day that she's going to find out Is somebody going to split?" But my family was incredible about it. Even my seven-year-old niece, who I visited right before the wedding, um, I was talking to her and I said, you know, I was the flower girl in your mommy's wedding. And when I get married, do you want to be the flower girl in my wedding? And little did I know, but she already had her flower girl dress and everything upstairs in her room. And she just looked at me and said, yes, that would be so fun. Wow. So everybody was in on it. Um The Kobe Bryant surprise was a little bit easier just because I was the only one uh, that yeah. knew. And um the producers on the show were incredible. So I was just busting at the seams, though, to finally tell him on air. And we got a great reaction out of him, too, so. Mine was a little that was, bit that's an amazing
1: his. clip to watch if people haven't seen that. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, but I just want to you know, pe- let people know that you and Ryan serve as young adult directors at Covenant Church in Dallas, Texas. And you guys speak um, a lot at high schools and colleges and churches and, and really conferences nationwide on the topic of healthy dating and relationships and marriage preparation, which you guys have really demonstrated in healthy ways. So when we come back from our break, let's talk more about that and just an incredible message you have to young people. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Amanda Leakes.
4: For more information, go to stadia.cc. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia, Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Petal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and win those cool prizes.
0: Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: Well, welcome back. We've been talking about surprises, and joining us is our special guest, Amanda Leak. Amanda has a degree from Dallas Christian College. She has worked in Chicago Public Schools with the Good Choices-based program, What's Good, along with her husband, Ryan. And they serve, just like Lisa mentioned, as young adult directors at Covenant Church in Dallas, Texas, and speak at high schools, colleges, churches, and conferences nationwide on the topic of healthy dating, relationships, and marriage preparations. Um, But we've been just discussing how their YouTube video on their surprise wedding received international media attention. And they've been featured on Good Morning America, Queen Latifah, and in People magazine. And they currently live in Dallas, Texas. It recently just had their first child, Jackson, which um, would love to hear more about that. But I want to go back to, before we get into your new book, Amanda, tell us, um, if you had to do it all over again, would you want to plan your wedding or are you still in that it was just over and beyond? And this is the route I would go is to have your husband surprise you with it.
3: Um, absolutely. <laughs> I would not want to plan my own wedding <laughs> after well, I had uh, my surprise wedding. It was honestly, I, I remember we actually had, if you watch the documentary, there was a tropical storm that hit, um, Hollywood, Florida that day. So it kind of put, you know, a little damper on some of the plans that Ryan had and the resort was amazing. And they, um, they just did the best with it and gave us an even better option than we had, um, had hoped for that day. But, um, I just remember being so carefree and stress-free and just super excited. And I didn't even care that it was a tropical storm. Um, I was just so happy and was able to enjoy every single second of that. And so I think without knowing, that's one thing that Ryan gave to me was just an enjoyable stress-free day. Now, do we recommend it for everybody? No, because some people really <laughs> do love the planning process. Uh, they love, you know all the details and all of that, but in this in this situation, you know, as soon as it finally clicked in my head that this was actually going to happen today, um, I just decided to trust the groom, and it was the best decision I made. So,
2: wow, that that really is so neat. I know I have a type personality, and that would be a hard thing just to. Be able to release that over and have someone panic right, right. completely. Okay, and then my next question before we start talking about this fabulous book that you guys wrote. Um, if now that you've had this experience of the, the best surprise that you could possibly ever imagine, do you have these expectations for? What Ryan can, you know, do because I, th- I think so many times like I look at my own kids as they went through high school and I don't know how it is in Texas, but in Arizona, it's like putting a wedding on when they're going to prom and to Christmas mm-hmm. formal. And it's this huge invite that you have to surprise them with all of these, um, just crazy, you know, invites, And I, I keep worrying that, okay, what are the expectations? The bar is so high that, Mm -hmm. you know, now they, they have, you know, limos that are bringing them helicopters that are coming down to ask if they want to go to prom. I mean, just crazy things. What are their expectations going to be, you know, as they go into a marriage? So have you had some of that where you're like, okay, Ryan, you got me, you have me, and now
3: where are the surprises? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. After that, I said no more surprises for a while. I had to just soak that one in. Um, you know, I think the really cool thing about um, my husband is that afterwards, when we were on our honeymoon, he you know, he said, I'll never hang this over your head, um, no matter what argument we get in or disagreement, um, you know, it'll never come out of my mouth, but I did this for you. Um, So that was really sweet, and I was able to kind of rest in that. But, um, you know, with all of the media exposure, it was a fun way to start out um, our marriage, and, you know, we definitely um, had fun doing all that. But at the end of the day, um, we really feel that, you know, fame is but a vapor. So we were on Good Morning America, and we, you know, got to travel and do all of this stuff on on Friday and you know, we're all over the online news segments and all of that and on Monday it's a different story. You know, they they turn over to something else. Um and that's just the way that media kind of works. And so for us we just really try to ground ourselves um mm. and just take the opportunities that we have. But at the end of the day, we're pretty normal people. Um there's a lot of things that Ryan does for me that um, mean a ton that will never be on Instagram or never be on Facebook or definitely never be in the media spotlight. So I think it's just continuing and all those things he did before the surprise wedding as well. So I think it's just continuing the little things. Um, when nobody's looking, you would be surprised, but when nobody's looking, the little things mean so much more. So oftentimes than when everybody's looking and you have to kind of you know, go put on a show. But I think the underlying thing with me and Ryan is that with the surprise wedding, it wasn't something that Ryan uh thought of on his own um to to do just because he thought it would be, you know, a million hits on YouTube. Um he just listened. He listened to a small dream that I ha- that I had and and made that possible. And so that's just kind of our thing when people ask us, you know, how do you tap the surprise wedding? And for everybody that's going to be different, I think you just listen. You know, you just listen and take notes of what, um, what your husband or wife really enjoys, and then you just do that.
2: Now he's just he's changing Jackson's diaper and that's the best surprise. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Things. Surprise lighting
3: and right next to it is waking up early and changing his diaper. Yep. <laughs> well, what a healthy perspective you have
1: just even on the whole fame thing because we're living in such a culture where people so seek that. So they're motivated by maybe doing a nice gesture to to see if it gets them, you know, more hits, more likes, right. whatever that is. And it's so refreshing to hear your point of view where it's like Fame is fleeting. It was on a Friday and Mondays, You know, it's old news. It's a different story. Mm-hmm. It's back to reality. And it's the small things done in private that really mean so much on a continuing basis. And I think that's really what life is all about. It's like, and I know you guys have a saying about changing the world, and it's about giving and generosity and all that. But you guys wrote this book, The One, An Amazing Love Story Starts With You. Tell us a little bit about it because you guys have an incredible message that you are passionate about to get out to young um, young people about, you know, how do we have healthy relationships? And this message is so needed in our culture mm-hmm. because, you know, so many of the young people are getting their cues from media, from the movies, from our society and culture, which the values are just, you know, are not there. So for somebody like you guys that are seen as cool – uh, and yet, but you have a significant message. It's not about the cool factor. It really is about the message for you guys. Can you just talk a little bit about that and about your
0: book?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the way that the book came about was, uh, you know, Brian and I for uh, about four months, we were um, traveling and doing shows and all of that. Um, and so we started getting a little bit more exposure and between that and the Young Adults Ministry that we have the privilege of working with at our church, we just started getting a lot of emails and um, Facebook messages and uh, tweets, just asking a lot of questions on relationships. Um, And so this book was kind of our answer to some of those questions that that we had received. And a lot, you know, just kind of the tone that we got was, um, you know, relationships are complicated. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, if you've been, married once, twice, um, if this is your first time dating, if you've had a series of bad relationships, um, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, it's it's complicated. And then there's this whole thing called single life that, you know, sometimes people treat like a disease. You know, you, if you're in your 20s and you're a female and you go to a wedding, the first question you're going to hear is, oh, are you, are you seeing anyone? Um, you know, and so... If you're a, we always hear the term, you know, bachelor. If you're an eligible bachelor, and that sounds really cool, you know, um, we rarely ever hear eligible bachelorette in a positive term. And so I think that, you know, it's just a lot of the cues that we get from about relationships are just kind of all over the place. And so um, this book kind of came out of out of that need. And really, you know, our our message is. amongst other things, is this concept of the one. And we constantly hear, you know, where is the one? I'm waiting on the one. Is he the one? Is she the one? Um, and I think that I think that if you're asking that question, I think you're the one. I think you need to ask yourself, you know, am I the one that the person I'm waiting for wants to be with? And so during that time of singleness, um, make it about – doing as much as you can in your single life so that when the one finds you and you sit across the table and you're on your first date and he or she says, you know, what have you been doing for the last year of your life? Um, You can have more to say than, oh, I've just been waiting on you. You know, you can tell them that you've been traveling and that you've been experiencing and that you've been uh, able to give back and all of these different things. You'll have a story to tell and you know, you will make the most out of your single life.
1: That is such a great, a great, um, I just a great image and perspective on, because you, you're right. There is like a taboo on that. And, and almost we feel like we have to give a disclaimer, um, as, as a female too, if you're single and, and you're in your twenties and, um, going back to just, squeezing out of life and enjoying life and developing yourself and it does start with you as are you the person you would want to date you know and Mm -hmm. to be with um and I think that's that's just a great way of positioning that and it just really it starts with the one what are some questions that you get asked the most from like Mm -hmm. young adults in, in this stage because um you know you have You know, I I can't help when you talk about Bachelor Bachelorette. I can't help but think about you know the show that Mm -hmm. is so popular. And and you know you watch that and you're like, okay, don't really get your cues from that of what Mm -hmm. dating looks like and relationships. So we do need another message going out there to to challenge people to think differently and to really look at yourself and see, am I developing as a person? Am I in a healthy spot? to be able to give to a relationship and and get back. And a lot of times we're in that, you see a lot of people in that unhealthy stage and they are attracting somebody else unhealthy. And then, you know, then they have issues, but really developing, like you said, enjoying life, being an interested, interesting person. So you're, you know, somebody sees you as really interesting to have that conversation to really build that friendship. Well, Amanda, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and continue talking because you have, So much stuff to say to challenge young people that find themselves in that stage of life. We're going to be right back.
0: This is Girlfriended on TogiNap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended radio right after these.
2: We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in
1: California.
4: How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carroza, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought.
2: we are back with Amanda Leak, who, along with her husband, Ryan, are authors of The One, An Amazing Love Story Starts With You, which provides a glimpse into their incredible story, but also presents a crash course in premarital counseling. And we just went into commercial break talking about how you can become healthy. And Amanda, I, I like what you're saying. You know, so many times, I know I have two kids in college, and they are in that, Um, mindset of, I'm going to find the one, exactly what you were talking about, Mm -hmm. but how we need to look within ourselves to go, how can I be the one? So how do you get healthy? And I, and I know we always say those trite things, you know, pray about it, get into God's word, you know, but, um, Mm -hmm. even beyond that, getting into God's word and being that one focusing obviously on him is what's going to help you to be healthy. But do you have some other tips there, um, that it, like you said, the love story starts with you.
3: Right. Yeah, you know, I think if you if you never pick up a relationship book, if you never um, have a mentor, um, if you never really are exposed to any of those things, and even if you are, the bottom line is we learn how to do relationships based on what we've seen growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your parents may have had an incredible relationship, um, but that doesn't mean that your future significant other is going to function and operate the same way that they do. And so sometimes that can get really complicated when one person wants to operate like mom and dad did and the other person wants to operate like their mom and dad did. Um, and then there's families like myself who are raised by a single mom, Um, or even raised by a single dad or, you know, there's been divorced or remarriage. And so we kind of get our, our relationship models from that, um, without even really thinking about it much, it just kind of pops up when we get into our own relationship. And so I think it's extremely healthy. And Brian and I both uh, talk about this a lot, um, to, to get into counseling and to really figure that out, you know. Just about everybody in the world experiences some type of trauma, whether it's something small or something really big. It could be sexual abuse. It could be divorce, like I said, um, or it could be bullying at school. All these different things have uh, kind of weigh on us. And when you're trying to combine two people together in a relationship, when you have all of that that you're bringing in with it, um, it can be really tricky and kind of difficult to navigate. And so, you know, I say that while you're single – um, or even before you get married, so if you're in a relationship already, do the hard work then. So that, that way it's a lot of a smoother ride once you get into a marriage relationship. You've already dealt with a lot of those deep hurts um, that could have the potential to really make your relationship toxic. You've already dealt with those Um, You're kind of moving forward um, and you've healed from some of those. And so you're more of a whole person when you meet the person you're supposed to be with, or if you're in a dating relationship before you actually marry that person. And so one thing we talk about is, you know, whatever, however taboo counseling is in, in your, in your part of the world or in your family or in your culture, um, step outside of that and. You know, really take a look at, at your life and things that maybe you can heal from so that you are a whole person when you meet that person or when you decide to marry them.
2: Mm-hmm. When, you, when you talk about, yeah, being that, that whole person, you, you also mm-hmm. mention um, in your book that uh, neither of you said, I love you until the wedding day. Is that something you guys talked about and yeah. discussed going into it? Why was that significant to make yeah. sure that
3: you wait? Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it was completely planned out. Um, I wouldn't say it was accidental either. It was kind of somewhere in the middle. Ryan and I had never said that before to another person. Um, And I think for both of us, just kind of growing up and just taking a look at other people's relationships, we had seen so many people use that word so early on in a relationship. Um, And so for me specifically, I just always wondered, you know, what is that? What is love, you know, can you say it and then take it back? Is it a feeling? Is it an emotion? Is it a thought? Is it a it butterflies in your stomach? Is it a decision? Is it a choice? Um, and You're so seeing I it now
2: in, um, junior high, it cracks me up on their text messages. Yeah. It's like these kids are, you know, right. will, will you, you know, now they're, it's like, they call it dating, even though it just means I like you, but they're already saying, I love you. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm looking at my daughter, going, "Wait, you you really aren't saying I love you." in eighth grade, <laughs> right. and right. so that is a powerful thing that you're even putting that voice out there, saying, "What does that mean? I love you." Yeah. And how we we use that. So anyway, I I interrupted you. Keep keep going on that thought.
3: Oh yeah, no, you're fine. That's great, actually. And that's that's really true. And I think you know, I think society, I think I play a part in that. You know, I love. These new shoes that I got. I love my house. I love you know, and so we. Yeah. Um, I love pizza. So we. I definitely think that we all play a part in that, and we've kind of, um, you know, just kind of given that word a different meaning. Um, so that's you know, that's pretty pretty normal. But you know, Ryan and I, we did wait until we were engaged slash married to say that. Um, for me, I just knew that when I said that, and for Ryan, when we said that, that that meant that love to us was a decision, that we would choose to love each other um, from here on out, and that um, we were putting aside our selfish desires and that we were committing to one another for a lifetime. And so that's what love meant to us. And so I think, you know, in the book we kind of challenge people. You know, you our biggest thing that we say is you don't have to be the leaks. You don't have to be Amanda and Ryan. We actually really don't want you to be exactly like us. We want you to figure out what that means for you. And so our challenge, especially to young people, is figure out what love means to you and, you know, the truth behind love um, before you go ahead and say it. Because it's such an easy word to just kind of slip out. And A lot of times, you know, I would hear a lot of girls say, it just felt right. It felt like a movie. You know, it felt so glamorous and it was a perfect moment and it was raining outside and it just had butterflies in my stomach, but I just said it. Um, and so I think that that is very romanticized and, you know, very, uh, much like a movie, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about, um, a relationship in the long run we're talking about marriage and all of those things, I think it's really important to, to have a, a common understanding of what that means, because here's what can, what can happen. Um, One person can tell their boyfriend or girlfriend, um, I love you. And if you're not on the same page, those mean two different things. So Mm -hmm. maybe the guy means I like you a lot more than I've liked any other girl. And maybe the girl here is I want to marry you. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're on two different pages when it comes to that. So I think it's just really important to figure out what that means. To the both of you, and obviously we Brian and I glean from uh, the Bible and what that has to say, and the Bible actually has a lot to say about love and kind of defines it for us, so you know if there 's ever any confusion of what that means that 's where where we kind of get our truth about love from
2: so in what aspect are you when you say you 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 went obviously you 're doing it god 's way um, if you guys dated for five years. That's a long Mm -hmm. time to not say, Hey, you mean the world to me. So are (laughs) you, what, what words were you saying for, for to even know I'm going to ask her. And I, I I am confident enough that when I ask her, she'll say yes.
3: (laughs) Right. Right. Right.
2: So Uh, obviously there are other words that are, you know, being shared there that you're saying. So, what, what other yeah. things were you doing and, and, and like you said, going to the Bible and doing it God's way.
3: Right. So kind of, like I said, there was a purposeful part of that and then there was kind of an accidental part and what fell on the accidental part was that, um, with removing that word, we were forced to communicate at a higher level. Um, mm-hmm. so when Ryan showed up at my job and brought me Starbucks, um, unexpectedly I could have said, you know, thank you so much. I love you. But instead I was challenged to really tell him what I appreciated about that, you know, and instead it became a conversation of, I really appreciate that. You know, I'm, I love when people do acts of service for me, um, Mm -hmm. that really, you know, fills my little love tank up. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I appreciate that. I appreciate you going out of your way and doing that. You didn't have to, but I'm, I'm really glad that you did. And so it kind of forced us to communicate at a, at a different level and, and vice versa. You know, if there was a time that Ryan was down and I encouraged him, instead of him saying, like, thanks, I love you, um, he was able to say, you know, I, I really appreciate that. I really needed that. I Definitely enjoy when you encourage me, um, and so that was kind of one of the accidental things that, in retrospect, we thought, "Oh my gosh, this is great for <laughs> for any couple uh, in the long run." And it's actually kind of led over into our marriage life, where we are able to communicate when one of us do something for the other person that we really enjoy. We're able to um, kind of talk that out and explain what that is instead of just kind of putting it under the umbrella of love. Obviously we do say, I love you now, <laughs> but, um, there's still kind of that, um, uh, muscle that was trained during dating of let's talk this out and say what we really like.
1: Well, you know what you're saying it, it the key really is good, healthy communication. I like how you're saying taking it, to the next level and, and, uh, you know, being more intentional where you're not just saying we're so good at saying the trite phrases, you know, and it just rolls off. <laughs> and like you said, so many times it becomes so, um, repetitious that it, it's devoid of meaning, but when you're having to be challenged to really express, um, differently, um, it, it, it makes a huge difference. And so it's, it, um, obviously, communication has been a key part um, with your relationship, and which with any relationship, that is, you know, healthy communication. Well, Amanda, thank you for just coming on our show, and and tell Ryan how much we appreciate him, and just the example <laughs> you guys are. To so many young people out there about doing it God's way and really doing it well and doing it right and really being the one, not just looking for the one, but being the one. And so we just mm-hmm. want to encourage our listeners to find this amazing book, The One and, and go to uh, YouTube and it's, I think it's called Surprise Wedding. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, the, the surprise video. wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and
1: follow their story and really you see that there is a great way to do relationships and to really have a healthy marriage and really plan for that. So again, Amanda, thank you for being a part of our show. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to kind of wrap this all up and um, stay with us.
5: Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: Well, welcome back. We have had a fabulous conversation talking about the book, The One, an amazing love story by Amanda and Ryan Leak. And um, Lisa, I have to tell you, that was so interesting. We went from this morning... Uh, Talking about surprises, and I know you just had a surprise birthday party, and I I, I was thinking of, I had no surprise for my husband today. It's our anniversary. Um, But just how so many times we love surprises, and yet we don't really like surprises because we like anticipating and everything leading up to uh, the surprise. But after hearing Amanda's story... And just like she said, all of the the news coverage and the opportunities that they they had, um, that just seems like such a fabulous
1: story. And like you said, she seems so grounded by it all. Right, because you know what? It's like it's not for this. We don't do surprises for sensationalism, and I think that's easy to get caught up in that. But truly making it personal, which is what. Ryan did for her, He, which was amazing because she said she was talking about like her wedding, like she wanted to get engaged and married on the same day. And she was telling, I think she said either a friend or a sister and Ryan's in the other room listening. And so it goes back to really listening to the other. And, you know, what are they saying? What are they not saying? So you can truly, if you're going to surprise or just doing the little acts every day that um, that that are personal, because, you know, that's what that person would enjoy or appreciate because you've been listening. And like I, I, I appreciated what she said about, you know, the surprise wedding and going viral and being on all the media things was great. But it's those things done that's, you know, private, the little touches, the little surprises that mean so much going on. Cause that's what's going to sustain a relationship. It's not the, you know, the big flashy things that happen rarely. It's the ongoing little, um, you know, acts of kindness that we do in, in any relationship um, that really is going to be that sustainable quality. Well, I
2: have to tell you, um, our, our birthdays are are back-to-back. Um, yours was last month and mine is is this month. And one of the things, just talking about the, the little things, and Ian Ryan talks about it in his book, that just asking people, what can I do for you? And I know you had heard me say, you know, whatever, 15 years ago that I love key lime pie. I mean, I just, I love it. I I don't get it because I could go face down into the whole entire pie. And every year for my birthday, you make key lime pie. And it's so over and beyond that you do that because, A, you rarely are in the kitchen. And I don't
1: cook. That's
2: right. <laughs> don't cook. As a matter of fact, one of the, the glorious moments that I could laugh back in, in the life when you had your, your kitchen um, completely redone and Cal, your husband, was in the kitchen and he, he pulls out the, um, one of the cabinets. And as he pulls it out, this KitchenAid pops out. And it's this beautiful red <laughs> kitchen aid. And I literally, I started laughing so hard and Cal looked at me like, what's so funny? And I just remember thinking, okay. That's going to be the best presentation of this thing ever is you showing it off to people because Lisa's not
1: going to be. Hey, 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 that is so not nice. I'm sure you use it
2: every day, but I will will never forget that moment. It's like, you know, heaven's gates opened up as he presented this kitchen. (laughs) But I will tell you the that just is there's so much love involved in that key lime pie to me and you're right it's those little things of just being intentional with with god's relationships that he's given us um to be able to to truly wrap your arms around others in that loving ways of those the small things like amanda said you know it's the getting up early in the morning and changing a diaper now. Those are the cool surprises that, that take place. And that those aspects are so important in creating a healthy marriage and just healthy relationships.
1: Well, and so many times I think as young, as young um, people, we, we put so much emphasis on the wedding and not necessarily the marriage. And so we, we do all this planning on what she you know didn't have a chance to do. So she could literally focus on... The relationship and the marriage, which is really cool. But, you know, we, we, um, we so romanticize, you know, what we think the other is going to be and what they're going to do for us. And I like the perspective of her of you. It's about you being the one, not about finding the one and, um, developing yourself and, and creating, um, those interests in your life where you're developing yourself. So you are a whole person coming into the relationship and, and you're going to, you're going to, attract somebody that's in a healthier place too when you are in that spot which is going to make for a better relationship going forward and you're not going to have to overcome some you know obstacles and barriers that would be inevitable and i i like i really like that perspective and you know we have you and me talk we talk about you know being an interested person and being interested in other people and so you know making life happen so that you have something to talk about and it, it's current and then asking people questions and really listening, which is basically what she's saying that they did, you know, with each other. They, you know, she was going to school and didn't want to get married till she was, you know, had graduated. So she really is, you know, becoming the best her. And that's what it looks like. And I think, you know, we, we talk about we want to change the world and, you know, you were just having that conversation about, Uh, So many times it's like on a grandiose scale. We think if it's not media worthy, we're not changing the world. If it's not getting the attention that we think it should, it's not, you know, it's not effective. And yet it, it really is those little small things that really can change the world. And it starts with us being the change we want to see in other people. And what little changes, what's something we can do today that really will change somebody else's world? And you don't know the ripple effects of that well
2: and and you're so right, I know we have been laughing about that. Um, it goes back to at one point, um, we were being interviewed on a radio show. I think it was like one of our very first radio interviews. We weren't doing radio yet, and somebody asked you um, a question about how you know to do ministry, and you said, "I'm going to take one of Patty's quotes." Said, I remember
1: this. Okay. Just, You're not making me look good here.
2: <laughs> we we have we serve an ordinary God. We're just extraordinary women <laughs> serving an ordinary God. And my quote was, We're just ordinary Yahoos that serve an extraordinary God. And it was just it was hysterical and we I always had a
1: couple of words mixed up, all right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> We always go back to that quote, though, that we really are, we, we're just these ordinary yahoos and, and, um, it's just fun to know that God uses, you know, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And I know this last week we were in California and my, uh, my niece and my nephew, we were laughing cause they, they're college um, pastors and how with the millennials, they're kind of tired of that c- continuous, you know, go out there, be the world changers, uh, do these extraordinary things, be extreme, you know, whatever it is, it extreme skateboarding down to, you know, whatever. And it, it, it makes, it's almost overwhelming to where I just want to wake up this morning and go, okay, God, who can I have an impact on? Put those people in my life that can impact me and I can impact them. And it. It's just like you just said, it's doing those little things because we get so caught up that if we're not, you know, starting a ministry for the hundreds of thousands, you know, the seven billion people out there, that we're an epic fail. And it, okay, this is just a silly story, but I, I was in a hotel um, this week and I was laughing because you know how. Um, before when you and I would stay in hotels, you would have to, to be able to plug in, you know, now as the computers and iPads are coming out, the hotels haven't matched up to all the outlets. So you're Mm -hmm. having to basically move the bed, you know, to, to plug something in. And then lo and behold, the hotels, you know, whoever's designing it's going, Hey, we need way more outlets because people bring 5,000 things to plug in. So I went to go plug in my iPad, my computer, and my cell phone. And there's the outlet right next to the um, the bed inside of the lamp. Have you seen that lately? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to plug it in here. When I went to go plug it in, you go, okay, genius idea now that they're doing that in the lamps there next to your bedside. But it was an epic fail because the design of the lamp was this huge ball. So you couldn't get your big, huge. Yes,
5: Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. And I, I was like, okay, that's one of those, you know, like I said, it's like you, I wanted to go, okay, hashtag genius idea, hashtag epic fail. And, um, it's, it's doing that, just having this great idea, but not thinking it through. And I think so many times, just doing the ordinary is what the genius
1: idea is, yes, yes, well, it's so funny because it's like great thought, but not so, not so much, you know and and I think a lot of times, even in life, we have so many great intentions to do, but we don't really we don't really do it, and it, it doesn't come across so it 's like you know just challenging each of us, you know what is something even in the common that we can do like you never know. The significance of the simple, you know, of uh, just a smile to somebody that just is not feeling very joyful or, you know, uh, a hug or a word, a word of encouragement goes so mm-hmm. far because we don't really hear, um, you know, cheerleaders or, or applause anymore of like you did that really well and here's why i think you did that really well giving them you know even the, the six specifics and a compliment but you know we can change the world it just really goes back to our model used to be changing the world one girlfriend at a time and that's really what it is is it's don't you know don't seek the you know the the grandiose but just seek where you know what's in your hand where are you at what can god do in this moment that you know he multiplies. And I think that's not ours to worry about. It's not mm-hmm. him worry about that. Ours is to just step in and just do what we're called to do in the moment and just be listening. You know, I love that again. you know, kind of one of my takeaways, just be listening um, to what other people are saying and, and do that. So anyway, great show had so much fun, had so much fun with Amanda and, and with you, my friend. So <laughs> let's go make the great day and let's go change the world in the simplicity. Okay. Have a great day.